0: Welcome back to a very different post-match Celtic state of mind than the one we envisaged at half-time. I'm Paul John Dykes. I'm delighted to be joined by James McKenzie. Let's just take a step back 50, 60 minutes ago, James. We're sitting there at half-time, very frustrated, really, at that first half performance, weren't we? Um, And I seem to remember, credit where it's due, you were talking about the direct nature of Mikey Johnson. You were talking about the experience of James A. Forrest. And by the way, even just saying it, I could almost hear, you know, it was like fingernails down a blackboard to a lot of people in the comments. That's what happened in the second half. That was part of what's happened in the second half. Um, it was all about changes at halftime and in the second half, which finally gave us the win, wasn't it? I mean, the two guys you mentioned, let's start off with them. I thought Mikey Johnson, listen, forget who he is, what he's done, and all the rest of it. See, based on performances. He's done more for me than Yang. He deserves a start.
1: Yeah, I think when it comes to Mikey Johnson, there's so many um, preconceptions on his ability because of the player we've seen him as at Celtic in the past, a sort yeah. of nervous, indecisive attacker, which is not what you want at a team like You want confidence and you want assurance when it comes to a Celtic attacker, but... <laughs> When he came on, he really impacted the game much like he had in the rest of his substitute appearances so far this season. And well, I think he gets the, he I think he gets the assist for James Forrest's goal he right does, at the end. Yes, he does. Two substitutes link it up. Then one one of the problems when we made drew with St John's earlier on the season was the wingers that started weren't very good. And then we think we brought on a bad end James Forrest, to replace Yang and Maida, and they didn't play well either. The difference was the substitutes played their role. They knew what they had to do to drag Celtic out of the dirt today. And they did just that. And even Not well, even just the substitutes. I think the players in the park had to step up. A few of the players we mentioned at halftime had to step up. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we'll get on to them a bit later in the show. But we needed to see a reaction in that second half. And it took us a bit of time to get the reaction. Like you're looking at the first... Um, maybe 15 minutes, 20 minutes of that second half and you're thinking this goal's never going to come. You get that feeling in Celtic games where they're chasing a goal but no one's taking a chance. You're not getting many shots on goal. You're not testing the keeper and you start to get a bit worried. You're thinking this goal isn't going to come and it takes someone take a risk to bring Celtic level. Callum McGregor he leathers it and there was moment. There was so many moments about five or ten minutes before that where someone has the ball in space on the edge of the area and you're thinking there was so many cries from the crowd take a shot, take a shot, take a shot. But we're trying to walk in when there's a real bit of urgency about the need to get back into the game. You need to take more chances. And Cal McGregor's goal is a perfect example of that.
0: You know, we're, we're going to be talking about those uh, individuals who affected the, the game positively. And we've mentioned Mikey Johnson initially. Uh, he's a guy we, we've spoken about him, oh, you know, for the last, I think, four pre-seasons. <laughs> Uh, you know, a Celtic State of Mind started in 2017, June 2017. And I do believe that Mikey Johnson has been the subject of discussion since then. You know, that that's how long this massive debate has been um going on around Mikey Johnson, undoubted talent. You know, you speak to players who train and play alongside him, coaching staff who have worked with them, and they talk about him being the most naturally gifted player at the club. And that's over a number of different managers. Um, not one manager, I've got to say, um, has shipped him out. He's worked under quite a few managers. And as fans, what are we basing it on? We base it on what happens on the football park. And quite frankly, um, he's not done enough in the last few seasons. Simple as that. So he comes in um, under Brendan Rodgers, a-, a manager who had obviously previously rated him. After probably his most productive season in terms of an individual that he's ever had. I mean, I've used the stats before when he was over in, in Portugal, he uh, was involved in more games of football and played more minutes in that one season, last season, than he had ever done for Celtic. And he had six campaigns under his belt for Celtic, then the the, the year in Portugal. And now this is his eighth campaign as a senior. Um, and you're thinking if he doesn't do it now, he never will. You know, he never he'll never do it. And a, a massive part of his uh, kind of evolution and coming back, his resurgence has been his international displays, James. Where there was a bit of belief put on him by Stephen Kenny, who gave him his um, no. Stephen Kenny gave Liam Scales his debut as well for Ireland and uh, under twenty ones. Mickey obviously was playing for Scotland in the underaged categories. He gives him his debut. He does really well. Gets on the score sheet. Gets man of the match performances all in the background, because he's not doing so well with Celtic. But th- th- I think the Ireland displays were huge for Mikey Johnson. If you take them out the equation this season, James, he's kicking his heels on the subs bench.
1: Yeah, I think you're, you're bang on. Performing well on in an international stage is always going to benefit you. And when, when he wasn't playing for Celtic, that's the only thing you can really take notice of, to notice any sort of progress in his game, because we're not at the training sessions. We don't see him... And the work that he puts in every single week. But we mentioned that it was written off that we thought that he wasn't going to be good enough for Celtic. And it might still be. This could just be a few good games from the bench. But it was never a doubt of whether the potential was there. The potential was always there. But he was never getting the opportunity to really push on and fulfil that potential because his time at Celtic was so disrupted by injuries. We know young players have got to... They need game time to become a better player. You're not going to... Become a top class player, just sitting on the bench. Skills, he like can. Yeah, he just needed the chance. He just needed yep. the chance. I've, yeah, I think you see that at Celtic over the last decade. There's so many players that are written off without even getting a proper chance. We just assume that because they're not in the team, that means they're not putting the work in the training ground, and therefore they're not good enough. And then they might go to our cup and do something else. They might do well. They might prove us right. Who knows? But does this put Mikey Johnson in the window for a start? against um, Hibs on Wednesday night. I will need to wait and see. Listen,
0: James, again, if you rewind uh, to the beginning of the season, and, uh, you know, I stick by this. There are criticisms, I get it, but I stick by when Ange Post-Lacoglu, Leafs Celtic Football Club, the best coach, the best manager we can put in his place is Brendan Rodgers. We cannot get better than him. And people will disagree. That's fine. That's what it's all about. It's a forum for debate. Um, But if you told me that come December, Right against Hibs in the midweek, we'll be lining up with scales at centre-half and Mikey Johnson on the right wing. I'd have thought, right, there's been another break, outbreak of COVID here. What's going on? But it's on merit. It's on merit. And I, I think you're right in what you're saying. There's a lot of players who, if given the games, um, would have developed. You need that competitive football. You need to be playing on the edge. Uh, you've got to make sure every single... you know You've got to have a run of games where every game has to be won. And without that, I don't think you're going to develop as a Celtic player. Scales was given that opportunity in his preferred position. And I always go back to that. And he stepped up. Mikey Johnson, the forgotten man. Um, Stephen Kenny kept faith in him for the international setup. He kept getting the games. It kept a spring in his step, kept a match fit. He's come on, I think, against, probably against Motherwell. Um, he looked really impactful. He looked direct. He looked full of confidence, actually. He was quite willing to take on his man wins a penalty for us. Um, Lazio, a forgettable night. Um, but again, he did He did look direct. This is the thing. He came on when our wingers were really ineffective. He came on and he did well. Did he do enough to start today? No, I don't think so. Because at the beginning of the game, you and I both said, listen, at this moment in time, that's our, our strongest start in 11. Uh We both said that. Uh, therefore, I think that, you know, yeah, his bench, being on the bench was definitely the, the place for him today. But he's come on and he's played far better for me than Yang. Now, Yang maybe just needs to take a step back before he can take that step forward. By the time perhaps he's ready to do that, um, you're hoping that Maeda's back. You're hoping that Abada is back as well. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved in the comment section. I'm pretty sure um, that by the time we're finished, we'll all be in a wee bit better mood than we were at half-time. But that's just the nature of the game isn't it really Uh, Stephen Sloan going to bring you in Uh, you're a regular contributor thanks for joining us in the chat on YouTube if you want to get involved in the chat let us know your thoughts all you need to do is subscribe the channel is absolutely free and there's uh, updates every single day on the YouTube channel the wind doesn't paper over the cracks says Stephen sooner January comes the better now Jewel Fulham has picked up on something that was here at half time The ball's not burst, but it's definitely soft. I think we were going from Ange ball to burst ball. um, But what Joe is saying is uh, perhaps we just need to get a pump and blow that ball up in January. And I think that's fair enough comment from you, Joe. Thank you very much for your contribution. So what do you think, Mikey Johnston, his performance today and whether he has done enough to merit a start? It was a surprise inclusion, of course, at Easter Roads for that, that really poor performance. Um, up until obviously we changed the game, um, I think what I was saying at half time was that there was no sense of urgency. Everything we did seemed to be laboured, it was lethargic. There was a couple of empty jerseys in there. Even in the second half, I'm looking at the performance, James, and I'm thinking there's no tempo here. Uh, that there's no danger. What I mean by that is Hatati's a dangerous player. He'll do something re- right on the edge that might not, Come off, and but if it does, you open up the defense. There was no real danger, no courage in, in the play that we were uh, implementing uh, up top, no intensity, no creativity. Um, what changed for you? We've already given MJ some plaudits. Where, where did that change? Where did we start to get a bit of intensity into a play and carve open St Johnson?
1: Well, I think we saw improvements in the performance levels from Carl McGregor and Matt O'Reilly. What you would ask for from a captain in that sort of situation is a bit of urgency as you were mentioning there. He's probably the player that should be installing as much belief into the team. He should be galvanising the team and he should be trying to control the game as he usually does and he was a big part of driving everybody forward. He was a big part in pinning St. Johnson back. Wade, I think it was Chris Sutton that made the point on commentary that Celtic have just worn St. Johnston out and it was, it was a Hard stressful sixty-five or so minutes, but they eventually wore down St Johnson and then the floodgates started to open in that final sort of twenty minutes. So I thought Matt O'Reilly we'd stay at halftime we want to see a bit more yeah. a bit more influence from Matt O'Reilly, and then they did just that. The amount of times before we eventually got that first goal that there was a cross just played a cross goal, no one getting on the end of it. It was always the likes of your O'Reilly's or even Mikey Johnson putting Those sorts of crosses in, but just knowing to get on the end of them. And then eventually you see the goals. It's a fantastic finish from Cal McGregor. And then the second goal, it's a brilliant move as well. The pass from Johnson, the flick on from Mikey Johnson, and Keogh eventually gets into the path of Matt O'Reilly, and it's a phenomenal finish. We've spoken on how much his finishing has improved this season. We knew he was a very well-rounded player already, but that was just sort of the final key that he needed to take his game to the next level, or at least that's what we saw from um, next season. And he's gone and done just that. And there's a reason all these big clubs are interested in Matt O'Reilly. There's a reason his national team are starting to take notice because he's been a top performer this season. And we spoke so much about European calibre players in the Celtic team. What defines a European calibre player? So I, I think that may be a player who can drag his team through the dirt when they're not at their best. If he can pop up with and still influence a game when you're not playing at the top of your game, then I'm sure that would define a European calibre player.
0: Yeah, you know, we've been talking about quality and it's something that's at the forefront of Brendan Rodgers' mind every time he talks about this January window. um, And we've had a discussion. I think it's a really good debate actually to be had. Um, What is a European calibre player? Well, for Celtic, it's not a player that's going to win you the Champions League. It's a player that you can rely on at that level. And I think that um, Matt O'Reilly, last season and this season, but particularly this season, has shown that he's one of them that we've got. Um, the, the only downside of that is that because they're, they're shining at that level, you're going to have interest. And obviously we had interest from United, ten million million. Um, poor bid. Never going to. It's like uh, starting your bid at 99 pence on eBay. It's not happening, right? But coming into January, there will be interest. Um, and I think that my biggest fear, really, is uh, we're trying to add quality, and at this moment in time, we can't afford to lose quality. And um, I know that certain figures um, really pique the interest of the Celtic board. They won't be interested in Brendan Rodgers right now because he needs quality. We can't lose any, um, and that that's going to be another discussion, I guess, for January uh, when the, the vultures start to circle around. Mikey Johnson coming off at half to, uh, coming on at half time it was a massive change, I think. Um, he was far more direct. He might not give you defensively what Yang gives, because if I'm going to be fair, I think Yang is decent enough defensively. I wouldn't mind seeing his stats, actually, for, you know, tracking back, winning the ball back, et cetera. But, you know, he seems to be lacking a bit of confidence. He, you know, maybe his first his first um, involvement in the game today, James, the ball ran under his foot, went out, and that was it. And it was almost as though that set the tempo for him. Um that set the momentum for him because I've spoken to footballers in the past about big moments that they've been involved in Um, and I've watched a lot of interviews where players are thinking that um, they're in a zone and they don't even think about what they're doing. Uh, There's no second guessing what they're doing. They know it's going to work. That kind of zone. And when a player can tap into that mindset, that state of mind more often than others, he becomes a different level of player. And uh, we had one in Kenny Dalglish. We had one in Henrik Larson who could tap into that that mind frame more often than not. Um, but I've spoken to players who says sometimes your first involvement in a game can set you either way. If your first pass uh, goes out the park, if the first ball that comes to you rolls under your foot, it can kind of set the tone for the rest of the day. Yang was not good in that first half. Mikey Johnson was a big improvement. And then I think before we actually pulled the goal back, like you say, it was kind of laboured. I think there was a change when O comes into the play. Um, now, He's not on a score sheet today, but I think we've got to give him credit for his performance. We look at a completely different team with O in the park, but we also look at a far better side with Owen in the park and Kyogo playing a wee bit deeper. Um, you've seen Kyogo's involvement uh, in, in one of the goals. He comes in and he gets involved. And I think that you know it's definitely something to look at, particularly when you, you've got your next fixture at home, James. Um, do you change it up do you we were talking about changing it up at half time I think O's done enough I think Mickey Johnson's done enough if O starts then we change the shape because Kyogo Kyogo has to start as well Um, was that a big moment for you 58 minutes in O coming into the free
1: well it felt like we got more control of the game when O came on before the game as I mentioned the first sort of 15-20 minutes of that second half the game still felt up in the balance Celtic didn't really feel like they were Properly pushing for that goal, but it felt like there was a bit of urgency added to the team when O comes out, when o comes onto the field. And I don't know how Brendan Rodgers will change things up for the game next Wednesday, whether it's a 3-5-2 or... There's probably Palmer go down injured towards the end of that game and it looked like a hamstring injury. So that will be Celtic's top three wingers, currently I feel, with the Cub all out injured. So... I don't think people are really acknowledging yet that that is getting close to the situation we're in with the centre backs later yeah. on the season. That's got yeah. those are your top three players for that position all out injured now. So Two injury crisis is in the same season. Yep, yeah. yeah, we're not even at the halfway point. But I think could he try and experiment with putting Kyogo out wide for that game on Wednesday? You can stick with the same formation. a lot of games.
0: Yeah, yeah. Put a lot of games at there.
1: Wide, you can bring Owen up front. I think a 3 5 two probably is the most likely, but I'd like to see either O or Mikey Johnson coming to the team. I think it was just the physical presence that O brought into the into the game that was needed because Kugel was bullied, he was isolated. I'll put that forward. Area, there was, the team was so compact and they're so much bigger than him, so he's never really going to be able to hold the ball for more than a few seconds, as good as we know he is technically. So bringing on someone like O, to just provide an option. And I think people underestimate how quick he actually is as well. When Celtic are hitting back on a counter or something like that, he's he's got a good bit of pace about him. And he's, he's got some good close control as well. You saw that in the box on a couple of occasions. He nearly got bundled over and won as a penalty within a couple of moments first, of being first apart. involvement. Yeah. yeah, it was involvement in the game, which you were just speaking about how important the first involvement in the game is. That set the tempo for a good performance there. You, you touched on Yankee and John, I think i have seen a lot of criticism from him. I saw someone say he should never start again in a Celtic chart, which I think is a bit far-fetched. It's a bad game. He's been a bit inconsistent since coming to Celtic, but at 21 years of age, that's expected for a yeah. young football. Unless you're some anomaly like Jude Bellingham, who never seems to have a bad game, you're going to get games like that. We can't forget that about two or three weeks ago, we are all ranting and raving about him after that win over Aberdeen, or even the week before against Ross County where yep. he had two fantastic performances in a row. So I think some of the reactions are going to be a bit overboard, given how fr- frustrated we were at half time. But I think he's up where that just needs a bit more time. I don't think you can write him off straight away just after a poor performance in the game, which we still won.
0: I think he's probably not at this stage expected um, by the management or himself to have played as much minutes as he has done, James. Um, you know, as you say, injury crisis uh, in the central defensive area earlier on in the season, and now we've been hit with the same uh, or similar on the wings. Uh, You know, it's a good job Mikey Johnson stepped up because we're going to need him, I think, in the weeks to come. Yang's form has been up and down. One week after the game, we're going on about how great he was. And then this week, you know, similar to the Motherwell game at Fort Park, non-existent. Every time he gets the ball, the thing's breaking down. And you, you do feel for him. One thing I'm going to say before I get to the uh, the equaliser by, by Callum McGregor is I thought the away fans were superb today. I mean, even when, by the way, in that first half where you're looking at this game going, you know what, we're, we're looking like we're going to drop points here. They were brilliant. They were absolutely outstanding. And in the second half, they got louder and more vocal. And it reminds you, if uh, you need to remind any, the energy levels and the momentum that uh, can be added by the away support, the home support. Um, so again, we'll be talking about this during the week. I'm sure the club needs to sort that out uh, with the Green Brigade. We need to get uh, every single element of Celtic back together. Um, get us through to January and then let's go in and, and let's have a more kind of laser-focused Brendan Rogers transfer window rather than him inheriting players that really he's not identified. Let's be honest now. Callum McGregor scores the equaliser, and I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking to myself, right? McGregor was the man who needed to step up today. I felt uh, he's the captain. We needed him to pull us out a wee hole, and he did it. Uh, it was a it was a tremendous finish, very controlled. First goal of the season, by the way, which uh, quite surprised me. Uh, but what I loved about it was the fact that you know it was it was old school, and that we scored the goal. Just get in the net and get the ball. Get back to the 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 uh, the kickoff proper, Brian McLeir material. We used to do it all the time when he scored. We were talking about chalky on the pre-match, um, but I tell you what, that that moment, that few moments of the var check, James, pretty anxious during that because that is the massive game-changing moment, isn't
1: it? Yeah, if that had been chopped off by VR, I don't know if it would have had the wherewithal to keep going. And get the other get there two goals. I know we did win by a two goal cushion in the end, but at that point in the game, what would that do if the mentality of the Celtic players? You think they've finally got the goal back and then it got chopped off? I don't even want to think about that at the moment. But how many points in the last sort of decade can you think of where Carl McGregor stepped up with a moment like that? I think back to Aberdeen last season at Pitordji, where he's the man that gets the all important goal. I think that was the first game back after the World Cup. These. A player for these big occasions, and I saw him coming under criticism. I can't remember if it was in the pre-match show or even at halftime, but they did step up in that second half. He's been he had a tough start to the season. I think it was the first sort of month and a bit where things weren't looking too rosy, All and yep. he's he's really come on a game. And we attributed what we'd been calling for for a number of weeks, the early stages of the season, was for Greg Taylor to start inverting a bit more. That you'd get the best out of Greg Taylor because that's where he played his best football in that Ange Postacoglu system. And you'll have a bit more cover for Cal McGuire because as we are starting to notice, the legs perhaps aren't the same as he used to be. Perhaps might not have as much energy as he used to be. He needs a bit of support, which when he's played that amount of games in his career and he's now 30 or 31, I'm not too sure what age he is yet, he needs a bit of support. And having someone like Greg Taylor invert and having... Someone like Matt, really, alongside him in the midfield, who's going to dig in, who's up for the battle, it's only going to benefit him. And it was it was a captain's performance in that second half.
0: Yeah, it definitely was, and we did need him to step up, and he's done it. Um, I mean, at that point, I'm I'm concerned at that stage with uh, our defensive display as well in the first half. I felt that you know that there's there's moments where, like I say, particularly on corner kicks, where I don't think we pose much of a threat as an attacking force but defensively I'm not that confident either Um, so that's something that we've got to look at and one of the one of the guys who was criticised I guess in the first half at halftime by us anyway was Joe Hart and Joe Hart was criticised because again you know it's it's about commanding your area isn't it and uh, Motherwell the one each game I don't think he did command his area well enough for the goal and today I felt the same. And we, we also criticised Matt O'Reilly for that. Very rarely does he get criticised on Axum, you know. Um, but we've got to then take those those two players that we criticised at halftime and say, right, the two of them, for me, uh, definitely done enough in the second half to make us eat our words. And that's exactly what you want to do if you're being critical of a player. Now, Matt O'Reilly um, puts us two on ahead, And you've got to not just look at the quality of the finish, because it was a brilliant finish. It goes back to what you said before, we kept saying throughout last season, if he adds goals to his game, he becomes a complete midfield player. He becomes the complete package. He's got the defensive qualities that he showed last season in the Champions League when he was covering for McGregor, remember, during his injury. He's got the offensive qualities, he's got you know, the passing ability. And then if he adds the goals, he becomes a complete midfielder. He's done that last this season um, with gusto. What a strike. But I'm going to also make the point Kyogo comes deep, and he makes something happen. He's allowed to come deep because O's on the park. Now we've seen it as laymen, we've seen it as supporters, James. We've got to, that's got to be translated into our starting lineup because a lot of the issues we had in the first half, uh, Kyogo could have played all day long and not scored. By the way, in the second half, you thought he was a shoo-in for a goal. a Couple of brilliant chances. What a save! Actually, I know it wouldn't have counted for offside. What a save! Uh, point black range from Kyogo. But a big part of O'Reilly's goal was in the assist as well. Kyogo drops deep, he makes things happen, James. And we've got to look at that. We've got to play to his strengths.
1: Yeah, it's a well worked move as well. It's a sweeping move. All starts with Arthur Johnson making the run. I think it comes from a St Johnson corner as well. Arthur Johnson makes a darting run down the right. Mikey Johnson, the ball's behind them. So he does be able to flick that one onto Kyogo. And it's an incredibly well taken finish. It flies into, flies into the top. God, it reminded me of the one he scored on the opening day against Ross County. It was a bit further forward on the field, but he just absolutely rifles it into the goalkeeper's near post. And I think it was important that we got the goal at that time. You, you didn't want to leave it till the 90th minute. We all love a 90th minute winner, but just making things a bit more safe. Let, let us see out that sort of final few moments of the game. And then it was it was good to see James Forsk on the score sheet at the end as well. It's, it was a couple of great moves for those final two goals. And considering how nervy things were in the first half, how different the emotions were on the show at halftime compared to now, I think we're all going to be feeling a lot better after that game.
0: There was a bit of um, what was the emotions at halftime? A bit of concern, anxiety, bit of anger, um,
1: frustration, frustration.
0: We're talking about burst balls. It was basically saying, in the second half, you need to step up. I compare Brendan Rogers to Craig Levine. Craig Levine, who has been described as an old dinosaur, out of the manager's chair for four years. Step up, show your class as a manager, Brendan. Do what you need to do in terms of changes. And then the players had to step up, show a bit of the cootspa that you need to um, pull, a, pull a game out of the mire. And we did it in the second half. But I'll tell you something, you're 2-1 up. A brilliantly worked goal, like you say, Kyogo, massive kudos to you. O'Reilly, great finish. But there's a moment in, in in the dying embers of that game where it can be two each. St. Johnson again from a corner. We look, we look as though we're in, in danger from a corner kick. What a save. What a save from Joe Hart, by the way. Unbelievable save. And then from there, the movement from the save to the goal is sensational, and the credit I think a massive part of the credit, and you'll forget about this, uh, you know, is in the in the centre circle. Oh basically has to do the dirty work, doesn't he? He goes to he goes to ground. He does the dirty work, but it's due to O that Mikey Johnson is released. Johnson does brilliantly. Forrest does that thing with outside his boot. He's been doing it for fifteen seasons. I and mean, we can relax then. Jim Ward won't relax. He he doesn't relax unless we've got a three goal. <laughs> Deficit. But we can relax at that point. But it's a sensational save from Hart that you know, moments of the season, James. We spoke about it. We moments of the season. Joe Hart, yeah, he's coming for a lot of criticism this season. Brilliant save. And oh um as well, part of that move, and then Mikey Johnson. So you've got to give these guys credit. Who, you know, Matt O'Reilly and, and Hart were coming on in for some criticism at halftime.
1: Yeah, it's a brilliant save from Joe Hart. I wasn't sure first if he'd save that or hit the post it becomes an even more difficult save to make when the cross or the corner initially takes a deflection off the Celtic player in front of the St. Johnson player. So he's thinking that ball's going to Stevie May, but it's a brilliant reaction save to go into that one. And then it's a great hold-up play from O as well. We know he's not afraid to do the dirty work. He's willing to dig in. He's When you think of our two strikers, I think it owes the big physical presence. He'll put the work in, do the dirty work, and then Kyogo will reap the rewards. I think if you line up with a 3 5 2 next week, you could get something very, very similar. We're, we're speaking at the halftime time just about how slow things were, though. Yeah. And yeah. It, 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 we're, those moves for those goals were so much quicker. There was the urgency about the move, it was free flowing. It was, we'd just worn them out. We'd just tired them out. And I, I don't know if we'd be scoring those sort of goals right about 10, 15 minutes into the game. So you you mentioned at halftime that we are the better team. We have the better players, so we should be winning this game. And that is eventually what was the deciding factor in the end. Celtic had the fitness, had the energy, and we had the quality in the team to see the game through. And I think that, that was ultimately one of the most important deciding factors from the game today.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. A few comments before we wrap up the post-match uh, after a 3-1 victory over St. Johnson, thankfully. Danny Boy, decent save from heart, to be fair. Yeah, and credit where credit's due. Double Denham comes in. Great to see you. Keep it in perspective. Uh, we barely scraped past an 11th place St. Johnson team. Not good enough until we brought on an O and dropped Kyogo deeper. Yep. Yeah. Forget David Turnbull, Bernardo, Awata. Play Kyogo until Rio is back. Well, you know, David Turnbull, Bernardo, Anna, and and Home have all had uh, starting positions since uh, uh, Hatati has been injured. I don't think Owatas have been given a, a fair crack of the whip, but he came on, played a, a cameo, did quite well. Patrick reckons that he should be in the team. He's certainly not been given a fair crack of the whip uh, yet. A.R. are papering over the cracks. You agree with Double Den, I'm, I'm afraid uh, limping to January, and then at that point we need that injection of. Quality that Brennan Rodgers has been talking about. Opinionated Glaswegian OG, where's the greeting fans? New, you know what, a couple of goals can change your mood and, uh, you know, can save your, your weekend as well. Here we go, Cardiff, uh, Carl. It took us 60 minutes before we started playing good goals and fairness. Yeah, I would agree with that. And um, we've got Mount Kadath. I want to see more of a water. Calmack did step up, though, to be fair. Yes. Celtic can change your entire mood. They can ruin or save your weekend and a, a result like that today certainly can do that. Any Rangers fans still in the chat? Nope. Didn't think so. Yeah, over to you. See if you can go out and get your one. Well, last time I was
1: on, one of the full-time reaction shows it was to the Fireplay Cup exit against Kamarnak. So mm-hmm. when we were one down at half-time, I've instantly got the alarm bells ringing. I'm at I'm a the curse for these live broadcasts, but She's been lifted pretty soon. You've redeemed yourself.
0: You've <laughs> redeemed yourself. We need to keep going through to January and hopefully at that stage. As I say, at this particular point, James, I reckon, listen, let's all be realistic. Brendan Rodgers has come in during a, a transfer window uh, we've lost a manager, brought one in. Things have been in place. He's now working with a recruitment team. He's not going to criticise the cr- recruitment team. He's not going to criticise the board that have just appointed him. And he's certainly not going to criticise the players that have come in because he needs to get a tune out of them until January, right? There's going to be players that Brennan Rogers will identify or he will favour from the players identified by the recruitment team. Guys that he think are of a sufficient quality. And what it's about now is in January, Rogers and the recruitment team being laser-focused, they bring in a higher calibre of player. There's going to be some that fall by the wayside that just came in there in the summer. I think Lagerbielk is probably one of them. And there's going to be some that actually come to the fore. Palma, I think, has looked very, very good. You know, home might be one for the future. Um, I think that Novroski. We can't make a we can't really make a judgment on him until we see more game time from him, but in January we need two or three players of quality. We need to do the same again in the summer, and that is how we can start building the quality that Brendan Rodgers thinks we require for Champions League endeavours. And if you look after that, the domestic game will look after itself. Listen, I'm in a much better mood than I was at half time. I'm going to go away for a hot toddy to see if I can. Uh, Kick the rest of this COVID out of my system. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you for joining us. A thousand strong post-match, a thousand strong at half-time. And thank you once again, James McKenzie, for joining me on A Celtic State of Mind. Network.